Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I still remember that time many years back when I started longing for my first real set of wheels. I, I was in year seven and I already had a car. It was that kind of car that you put batteries into and you drive around your living room. Uh, but then my friend Brad, he brought his to school. His was also of the remote control kind of variety, but his car was very different to mine. His was the kind that you put petrol into. <laughs> and you couldn't drive his car inside because it was too fast and too loud and too big to drive inside. I remember when I first laid eyes on his car, everything within me wanted it. It became, for, for a few years there, it became the one uh, desire of my heart. And I remember saying to myself, I, I pledged to myself it would be the first thing that I would uh, buy when I finally got a job and saved some money. And then eventually when I did get a job and I saved the money, I actually didn't want the car anymore <laughs> because by that stage there was something else my heart was longing for. I'm sure we've all had something of that experience to be human is to desire, is it not? We all desire. We all have something within us that is constantly seeking something outside of ourselves. Apart from the many possessions that we desire at different times in our life, we also desire things like belonging and acceptance. We desire to be known and understood and acknowledged and affirmed and valued. We desire freedom and security. We desire to make a difference, do we not? We desire to be successful. We desire beauty and goodness and all kinds of experiences. And as we know, some of our desires come and go like the remote control car. They're here one day and gone the next. But then, of course, there are some desires that come and never seem to go, no matter how much we have in life, no matter what we do. Those desires never seem to be satisfied. On one hand, our desires can be beautiful and they give us something to live for. But on the other hand, our desires can be confusing and frustrating. The Rolling Stones, of course, sung about this, didn't they? I, I, I can't get no satisfaction because I try and I try and I try. You too also reflected on it in one of their songs. They said, I've climbed the highest mountains. I've run through the fields. I've scaled these city walls, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Can you relate to that frustration of desire? 
Today, I want to reflect a little bit on desire and, and what we can do with our desire so that it actually serves its proper purpose. And I want to use today as our model King David, who is said to be the, the author of this beautiful psalm, which I'm sure we're all very familiar with, Psalm 23. We hear in the first two lines of the psalm, which is really like the summary of the whole psalm, that David knew what to do with his desires. So I want us to learn from him today. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The first thing that we learn from David is that it is possible for our desires to be fulfilled. This is really, really good news. It's possible for all the desires of our heart, all the longings to be fulfilled. When David says, there's nothing I shall want, he's not saying I don't have any desires, but what he's saying is that I found the one who all my desires are pointing to. I found the one who meets my deepest longings. David's saying to us, yes, you can get satisfaction. Yes, Bono, you can find the one that you are looking for. You know, there are, there are some people and there are some philosophies that suggest that our desires are harmful, that we should uh, ignore our desires or, or suppress them or, or kind of pluck them out of our consciousness. But David says, no, no, our desires are good. They're, they're ultimately pointing us towards God. They're helping us to realise our hunger for the one who can really satisfy us. You know, the, the saints tell us that uh, you know, we may want to be famous. That may be our desire. Or maybe our desire is for more money. Or maybe our desire is for affirmation or validation or, or whatever it may be. But, but what the saints are, are saying is that these desires are really just revealing our longing for the things of God. They're really just helping us to recognise our, our deeper desire and need for connection and belonging and meaning and purpose and love and hope all of the things that we find in God. What it basically means to be a Christian is to say, I have found the one who makes sense of all my desires. I have found the way of life that truly satisfies me. That's exactly what David is saying here today in the psalm. He's saying, I found the one who makes sense of my desires. That's why he uses this image of the shepherd to describe God and to describe how he experiences God. See, David was once a shepherd and he knew that the, the main role of the shepherd is to provide for the needs and all the desires of the sheep. That's how David had come to know and experience God. As the psalm goes on, he says, even in the sight of my foes, even though things mightn't be turning out as I want them to. David says, I can see how the shepherd is guiding me along the right path, comforting me, protecting me, empowering me, filling my cup to overflow and assuring me of good things to come. 
You see, by calling God a shepherd, what David's saying is that it is in God's nature to provide for us. That is who God is. That is who God reveals himself to be, a faithful shepherd. And we see it today in in the first reading and also the gospel. In, In the first reading of Jeremiah, God's promising to shepherd his people. He's, he's, he's upset because the shepherds he'd given uh, are not doing their job. And he says, I will promise, I will raise up shepherds to look after you. And then, of course, in the gospel, we see Jesus, he, he, they're going for a bit of rest. And it says he took, when he saw the people following him, he took pity. But the word really means that he was deeply moved because he realized that they were like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, their needs weren't being met, their desires weren't being satisfied, and so he he took time to speak to them, to satisfy their desires. This is God's promise to you and to me right throughout the Bible. God's saying, I will shepherd you. I will satisfy you. I will meet your deepest hunger and thirst. God assures us of it. Our job is to learn what to do with our desires. We need to know how to uh, respond to our desires so that they actually lead us to the one who can satisfy them. This is really one of the the main tasks of our spiritual lives, to, to know what to do with our desires. So today I want to offer just a few practical steps to help us to use our desires, whatever they may be, as a springboard towards God, towards the one who can really satisfy us, who can meet our longing. Now the first step is simply just to name your desires. Sometimes and often We are so busy pursuing various desires and longings in our life that we don't even realise what we're pursuing. (laughs) We don't know what's driving us. So the first thing is just to to pause and to think to ourselves, what do I actually want? What am I desiring? Maybe there's something that you're really desperate to have. Or, or you're working really hard to achieve, you might pause and just ask yourself, what am I actually desiring in this thing? Or as I seek to achieve this goal, what, what am I desiring? Or maybe there's a, a behaviour uh, in your life that you know isn't healthy. Maybe you bring it to confession over and over again or you're just conscious of it. Maybe you feel guilty, shameful about it. You might just stop for a moment and think, what am I actually desiring when I do this? What's the longing of my heart? It's important when we do this that we don't judge our desires. Don't judge them. It's hard to learn from them when we judge them. Just, just notice them. Just name them. So that's the first step, simply to name your desires. The second step is to listen to your desires. 
Allow God to speak to you through them. You might bring them into your prayer time. Journal about them. Or maybe there's someone in your life that you can talk about them with, someone wise, someone that can sit with you and listen with you. Allow your desires to speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to to see how your desire is pointing you towards God and how God might be wanting to, to meet that desire. The important thing here is just to allow God to be with you in your desire. Just to share in it with you. Sometimes when we're able to do that, that's enough to be satisfied. When we can name our desire, just allow it to be there, sit with it, and allow God to be in it with us. Sometimes that's enough to to, to feel peace, to be satisfied. The third step is then to choose which desires that you will pursue. You see, all desires are ultimately good and and all desires are, are supposed to lead us towards God. But the truth is that many of our desires become distorted along the way, don't they? They, they can become self-centred and, and ultimately lead us away from God. We know that. St John of the Cross was a, had a profound insight to the spiritual life and he said that the key is to pursue your desires to the extent that they lead you towards God that they help you to fulfill God's will. They help you to give honour and glory to God. That's the criteria to check our desires against. Is this desire going to lead me closer to God? John of the Cross says that when we orient our desires and our pleasures towards God, then not only will we find much greater joy in in. in our desires or our pleasures, whatever they may be. But he says, we'll also find freedom of spirit. We won't, we'll find we won't be a slave to our desires anymore. We can kind of hold them lightly. They don't have power over us. And he says, we'll also find a new clarity of reason, rest, tranquility, and peaceful confidence in God when we're able to, to use our desires to point us and lead us towards God. With David, we'll also be able to say that the Lord is my shepherd and there is nothing I shall want. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.